Hello, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, the unfiltered and unmasked podcast about everything autism. Here's your host, Devin Morrissey. Hello, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic with me, Devin Morrissey. I want to officially welcome you all to another episode where today we're going to be continuing to discuss hobbies and interests. Now, every single person out there, as I mentioned earlier, has to have a hobby, an interest, or an activity that they like to do. And as I also mentioned earlier, with us autistic people, that's absolutely no exception. Today, I am absolutely delighted to be talking some more about some activities and hobbies with a very special guest. Many of you probably recognize her from season two of Netflix's and Northern Pictures' highly successful docuseries, Love on the Spectrum. I'm super excited to have her on here today to speak with all of you about her hobbies and interests and what she's been currently up to. In addition, she is going to give us a sneak peek at a very special project that she's working on and is super excited to share with all of you. Please welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, Teo Tissue. Hi, how are you, Teo? How are you? Is this working? It's working. Perfectly. I can hear you wonderfully. Hi. Can I just say one thing? I love your shirt. <laughs> I love your shirt. Here's the thing. I was about to get into Taylor Swift right as we were about to get into oh um, this. You. But you beat me to the punch. Um, but I thought so since I was at the tour recently and I knew that you're one of her biggest fans, I, I, um, alongside um, my I girlfriend, I thought um, I might dress up for the occasion. <laughs> oh, I know your girlfriend is. Yeah, and yeah, my girlfriend definitely is a Swifty. Um, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining me on this live taping, um, or thank you so much for joining me on this episode um, this early. I know that it's currently 9 a.m. on Saturday morning, um, and I know that the time difference is a little bit wonky because you're in Australia and I'm in Los Angeles, and I know that yeah. it's a little bit iffy-jiffy. Um, yeah, <laughs> Savings. <laughs> oh, you already in Australia? Already. Yeah, did we? Just oh, it's gonna happen tonight. Just oh my tonight's gosh. gonna happen. So I think we're gonna I think we're losing an hour. Oh my gosh. Well it doesn't start for us until November, so this is so this is it, it's comparing comparing the U.S. and um, Australia, yeah. so this yeah. is hilarious. Um, I am so excited that you're here, and I'm really excited to ask you some questions and shoot, shoot. uncover more um, about you and talk a little bit more about your time on the show that everybody okay. knows you from called Love on the Spectrum. So are you ready, Teo? I am ready. <laughs> well, I first wanted to start off, Teo, is by asking you, when did you first find out that you were autistic and what was your reaction? Oh, oh well, that's actually a really hard question. Um, well, my mom knows, definitely. Uh, actually, on the U, oh, not, not U, oh my God, Australian version, I said I was five years old. Apparently, that was wrong. Uh, my, when I, after oh. it aired, I found out I was actually 12 years old. Um, so sorry wow. to everyone. I, I didn't know. I thought I was seriously five years old when I found out, but apparently I was 12 years old. Um, apparently when I moved here in Australia, we found out the diagnosis. Um, I actually didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't even know how I felt. I, I, to be honest, 
I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what autism was. So I was like, cool, another diagnosis. I don't know. So I didn't even know what it was. The so, questions of, hey, what the heck is this? Yeah, exactly. Because I also was getting diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And my main focus was Crohn's um, disease. Um, and so when I got diagnosed with autism, I was like, oh, my main focus was Crohn's. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I could ask mom if that was main. I'm, I'm really fuzzy with autism because I was mainly getting diagnosed with Crohn's. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm getting diagnosed with, I was with five years old getting diagnosed with ADHD. I remember very oh, young wow. I got diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I um, mean, actually, speaking of, you know, you being 12 years old and, you know, finding out that you were autistic, tell me a little bit about your life growing up. What was that like for you? Oh. Um, I know that okay. you were born in Romania, but you actually um, grew up in two other countries, yes. if that I'm told. <laughs> yeah. So, I, well, I was born in a Romania, Bucharest, Romania, to be exact, where the dictator was run. Um, if you guys need to know that. Um, I was three years old, about to be three years old when I got adopted. Um, it was a difficult time because the dictator, if you guys know about the dictator times, um, which is very sad. Um, my birth mom abandoned me, of course. We don't know much stuff about my birth dad, um, to be honest. Um, then I got moved to Texas. If oh, you guys know, oh. yeah, so, I moved to Texas when I was very young, like five to four years old, which was really lovely. I'm a true Texan. In at Texas, work. if I may ask. Well, I was gonna say that. Do you know Natalie Maines, the Dixie Chicks, and the main lead singer? How could we not know what the yeah, Chicks well, or Dixie Chicks or whatever they call themselves these the days? <laughs> chicks, it's called the Chicks. I should be correcting myself. It's from a little town called Lubbock, Texas. And if you know Buddy Holly, that's where he's also from. It's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I moved to Australia uh, in 2007. Wow. So you kind of got at least 12. Yeah, you were all over the place. My gosh. <laughs> that's incredible. So you were in Rome. So you were born in Romania and then adopted. And then you moved to Texas for a few years, and then you moved to Australia. What was that like, moving around all over the place? Well, um, it was very hard. I didn't, um, I think with the abandonment issues with my birth mom, I didn't really know where I was gonna go to, like with all the places, I think. Um, also, um, but I didn't know which one was going to be my home. I didn't know if Romania or Texas or Australia was. But then I found out we actually were permanent in Australia. See, my adoptive parents are scientists and they have to go around the world. Um, they're environmental uh, scientists. So we finally stuck in Australia. And I, now Australia is my home. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, you know, if you love Australia and that's your home, then hey, by all means. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> so it. some of these episodes of this particular podcast, as you know, are going to revolve around hobbies and interests. Oh. Um, I actually did an episode earlier with James from the U.S. version of the show. Oh, wow. um, we talked a little bit about his hobbies and his interests, particularly with Renaissance fairs. Um, yeah. Now, many people may or may not know this, but you love music, obviously. Now, And <laughs> as we all know, there is a certain artist that you absolutely adore that we all know and quite frankly, I mm -hmm. picked the right t-shirt for the 
occasion. Exactly. <laughs> um, what got you interested in uh, the artist that we all know as Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Well, actually, well, I think it was my sister. Um, my, I, I, you know, you know, do, if you guys know the iPod. <laughs> um, about the iPod back then, those days. Um, my sister had um, um, a classic iPod, of course, but that's not, too, you know, um, she had so much music and I found out this artist called Taylor Swift. I was like, what is this, this singer named Taylor Swift? And I saw a song called Tim McGraw. I was like, isn't Tim McGraw a singer? And I was like, um, so I listened to Tim McGraw yes. by Taylor Swift. And I was like, what? I was like, this is so confusing. And then I saw the song called Tim McGraw. I was like, wait, this is not the singer Tim McGraw. So I got connected to Tim McGraw. And I was like, I love this. Uh, and then I listened to her debut album in like late 2006 to early 2007. So I was really an early, you know, early fan. You were there from, just from the beginning. It. Yeah, it really happened. Um, and I just fell in love with her for Taylor debut and Fearless and all until now. I was just, and then I met her from my Make a Wish Foundation for my Crohn's disease. Yeah, which is a, she was amazing. Yes, I was actually about to say you actually have the opportunity to meet Taylor Swift yeah, in person. Know. Um. I have to ask, what was that experience like for you? Because not every one of the Swifties can say that you actually met her in Breathing and Living Color. Well, she was, <laughs> I will say one thing. She's very tall. She's like six foot, oh. I will say. She's super tall. Um, and I will say also, she's super, very nice so 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 nice and she really helped the make a wish people and i'm i'm so thankful for her um she really made my wish so come true she Aww. helped my family Aww. helped my sister and me and i just had the best time at the concert um it was the best memories ever just to help me being sick and all that and she really she makes a lot of people when they're sick to make their dreams come true. And she was so lovely. I just, I thankful for her and her manager and her, and my make a wish person. Um, I love them. Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. And yeah. because you mentioned about a concert, have you been able to attend any of her concerts or? I want to speak now, not lately, but oh, I am oh, going to the now. Chicks concerts. Oh. The chicks, and I have the friendship braces for the Chicks. Oh my gosh, those friendship bracelets. My goodness gracious. Yeah, these mugs so, point to the chicks and I'm like, <laughs> do, So wait, are the chicks doing the friendship bracelets now as well? Or no, was I that... Am. I am. Ah. <laughs> so spreading the Swifty love to the chicks fans. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, know that, I know that you're like about to go see them and see you know because they are one of the biggest bands in country pop oh, um, what got you attracted yes. to um the chicks pardon Did what I got you song? what got you attracted to the chicks oh my god well i live in their hometown from little age the lead singer natalie mains is born in my hometown um in, in texas and my neighbor is actually friends with their dad. 
Um, so if my mom's watching, oh my God, hi mom. So my <laughs> neighbor, my one of our biggest family friends in Texas, it's best friends with her dad. And we actually, um, she goes to their, so in Texas, Natalie Mains has uh, a restaurant called, I forget what it's called, um, something Mains and stuff. And their dad oh, sings wow. there in their cafe with, Oh, I have to message you about all this um, and like DM and all that. It's so amazing. Um, so that's the thing. They, it's amazing. Um, I forget what restaurant it's like. I'm not, I don't know. Mom's going to have to tell me everything so I can tell you this. But <laughs> He's going to have to give you the lowdown of everything. Like this is I where they I mean, that would be fun, except I don't know when they're touring in the U.S. Oh, next. They, I mean, literally, this, I will say this summer has been crazy in terms of so many different concerts. I kid you not. And going to Taylor, um, for, for all of you know, my girlfriend is a, is a big Swifty, just like Taylor. And we went <laughs> to the SoFi show in L.A. And... Talk about an experience, my gosh. I didn't really, I didn't really understand the hype about you know the show until I went, and it was actually my girlfriend's idea to go. I was just the <laughs> plus one to the show. <laughs> Did you see the 1989 um, announcement? No, no, we actually weren't there that night. Um, oh, we, that was the last night. I think we were there the second or the third night i'm oh, not 100 percent oh, sure but it was interesting like all of la as we found out after they came um and it, it was quite interesting i mean we saw like we heard that channing tatum was there the night we went Jesse oh God, yes! was there the night that we were there i mean it was pretty interesting but like, oh apparently taylor can attract the entire hollywood everyone. celebrity talent. it's amazing <laughs> you know and, and everyone dressed up from different eras so i'm just like you know i mean you know so i, I actually had a much more fun time than i honestly thought that i was going to because exactly. i didn't really understand the hype of taylor really? until then so i'm like ah yeah. so this is what swifty land is like a little exactly. bit <laughs> i kept watching her videos that you posted i was like oh my god he's there he's Is she coming to Australia? Yeah, in February. I don't have tickets, sadly. Mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> you never know. Some, I mean, some people can get them at the last minute. You never know. I know. I'm still fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. By tooth and nail and everything in between. Exactly. I'm still hoping. <laughs> um, <laughs> but going back on topic, though, um, you've also been involved with an Australian nonprofit organization called Autism Mates. Um, can you share a little bit about that and what has collaborating with Autism Mates actually been like? Well, actually, the um, organizer, um, Randa, her name is, she's so lovely. Um, she's amazing. And she's the one who got me on Love on Spectrum. So I can't really? thank her enough. Yeah, she's the reason why I got on Love on Spectrum. So I, wow. I adore her so, so much. She's amazing. She helps so many people to model, to act, to, I mean, she's amazing. I mean, seriously, she is. Um, Miranda, um, she has a son who's autistic and he's he wants to model or act. He wants to do a lot of stuff. He also makes food. He also has like an organization called Freckle Faces, I think it's called. I should really? know that. Yeah. 
Um, his name is, oh my God. Oh my God, Richard, Richard. Oh my, sorry, blank space. Oh my God, missed all. Hey, we um, get it. It's 9.30 or 10, 10 o'clock where you are. We get it. <laughs> yeah. So Richard is her, is her son. Um, and he's so nice and everyone, and so what Randa does is has a model exhibit, a model um, thing at the Westfield Malls here, um, oh. and, which is amazing. And we always do a fashion show um, and it's so amazing. They make um, disability fashionable and, and it's amazing showing that make like disability, disability fashionable. I love is, that. Yeah. But making disabled people know that we are like normal, if that yes. is what I said is right. I don't, no, I know. No, absolutely, so wrong, absolutely. But, but we are like everyone, I think. Like we can do what everyone does. Not like just not, I don't know. I'm saying, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Hey, but no, you're good. You're good. I completely understand what you mean. <laughs> and what you said just then and there was just completely spot on because for so yeah. many years, autistic people really haven't been given that chance to yeah. shine, especially, you know, on that stage because a lot of autistic people want to get into entertainment. But for some reason, the industry doors are just closed, literally slammed shut in our faces. But now as we're seeing more autistic, some being come more mainstream exactly. now people are all realizing like oh this is, can actually happen like this autistic actor can be successful i mean we're seeing people now revealing their autism diagnosis exactly. as well like we're seeing that anthony hopkins is autistic susan boyle from britain's god town is autistic yeah. and as we as a lot of us may not know dan Aykroyd from ghostbusters also autistic. Yeah. So, you know, the world is round, people. Yeah. The world is getting more autistic I, each day. One thing I say, <laughs> I think all politicians are autistic, such as Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I see, I knew you were going to say that. See, you do not hold back. What I love, it's kind of like with this podcast, it's like, you're unapologetic, you're unfiltered. Thank I you. love it. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about a particular show that you were on and really kind of helped uh, catapult up the map, um, okay. Love on the Spectrum. Yeah. So for those of you that do not know what the show is, or in case you've been living under a rock, um, <laughs> Love on the Spectrum is an Australian reality TV show that surrounds the lives of autistic individuals as they count their love, dating, relationships, you name it. Um, it premiered on Netflix in November of 2019. Um, and did, did you get a chance to watch the original season of Love on the Spectrum? And if so, what yeah, were your thoughts? You know, um, Chloe was on it. I loved her story so much. I loved Michael's story. Mark's story was amazing. I mean, seriously, it was amazing. I miss Maddie! Maddie should be back on season two and everyone. Maddie, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Like, and Ruth and Thomas, like, oh, they're my gemstones. Uh, I love them. Ruth and Thomas were amazing. And Shanae and Jimmy, like, everyone was amazing on them. I, I mean, I still connect to those people. I mm -hmm. love season one on love on special season one um they were fantastic i just love everyone i love season two i love the u.s version i mean seriously i 
I just think what Kian does was so remarkable to tell everyone's story about it. And I, I mean, seriously, I love Kian so much that yeah. what he does was so talented to tell our stories. It was amazing. He just helps people. And I just love that. Yeah. No, Kian is absolutely amazing. I had a chance to work with him the first season of the U.S. version of the show. And you can tell that he's coming from a really honest what? and openly authentic place where, you know, before Love on the Spectrum, there really wasn't a Word. autism dating show. And yeah. what Kian has opened is open the doors. Not just open the doors, but really kind of open, like, a new mindset of, like, oh, autism people on the spectrum go on dates they get married yeah. they live together they have families of their own like it is possible and it's if true society only changes that. their outlook exactly and autistic people do that in real life so why can't there be a show of that like seriously and have you seen the new down syndrome show on netflix you know what my girlfriend and i we just started watching it it's but we haven't uh new gone Zealand. yes and it was so funny because for a second i thought did Kian direct, did Kian create this? Because for a second, I'm like, it has the same. It um, has the same thing. Yes, it has the same concept, but no, apparently it wasn't so. I'm just like, oh. But, um, but going back to you though, so Love on the Spectrum was renewed for season two in 2020, and you were cast as a main cast member. Um, how were you approached to be on the show? This I gotta hear. Well. I was actually meant to be on season one. Actually. Wait, really? Uh-huh. I was actually meant wow. to date uh, a main cast member, which I'll say. I was meant to date Michael, if you want to know. <laughs> I now was that is date... news. That yeah. is news. Uh, some people do know that, some people don't. Um, they approached me for season one to be a, a date member, and I was meant to date Michael. I said no. I didn't even know that I was meant to date Michael, actually. But I was, um, I just didn't know what the show was. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't in the right mental health spot. Um, mm -hmm. I was just not in the right, I didn't even know what the show was. We wanted to say, the reason why we said no, because we didn't know if this was going to be like Married at First Sight. Unless, yeah. You know, if you know that show. You didn't, uh, didn't want to set different. yourself up for, for something that you didn't want to get yourself to into. Honest. Or embarrassment, yeah. Yeah. So then um, we watched the show when it aired, um, and then we call they called us for season two. We watched the show, we watched the season one, and we were like, you know what, we liked the show. So we said yes for season two. They said, do you want to be a date or do you want to be a main cast? We're like, what do you want us to be? They said, <laughs> we want you to be a main cast member. I'm like, I mean, is it really oh. any question? You want to be a main cast member for goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that were gonna set me up for other people i thought mm. they were gonna set me up for michael again i was to be honest i thought they were gonna set me up for other cast like i thought i seriously thought i was gonna be a date they're like no 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 you're the main cast member like you're one of the main cast members i was like but does that mean i date one of the main cast members too because <laughs> i didn't even know what was gonna happen because like, this is so new to me i thought i had to date mark or our our Michael or mm -hmm. other people or like I, I did not even know what the show was because I watched yeah. the show and I was like this season two this is gonna be different isn't it Kian was like no you date what whoever you want to want 
to tell me who you want to date. Do you want to date an autistic person or a non-autistic? Well, I know the word. Yes. I don't know the word. Sorry. I'm not very new to this. Stuff, so. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> and then just to sort of reiterate, um, remind me or refresh my memory. What was your dating life like before you did the show? I had never dated a person. Never. I never have. I mean, I did, you know, I dated one person in high school, but that was like oh. nothing. Like, that was like for three days, to be honest. Oh, wow. um, three so that's days. pretty much nothing. I, that didn't count at all. Um, I mean, I had crushes on high school, but other than that, I never dated. But then on Love on Spectrum 2, season two, uh, whatever I said just then, um, what happened was I said I wanted to date a, a, a boy, a man, and a woman. Mm. And they said, sure, we'll find you them. So that's what happened with Morgan and Rosie. And they pulled, and then, pulled up the receipts. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> and so, um, and that's pretty much happened. That's history. Um, we don't really talk anymore. You know, we just, I don't talk to Morgan, which is pretty much it, which is very sad. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mm -hmm. talk to Rosie. I sure wish I talked to both of them. But, you know, oh, well. Um, yeah. I, which is, Oh, well, um, I do miss them, I will say. Um, yeah. But, you know, I did date Chloe, as you guys know. Um, and that went good. I, I will be honest, that went very well. But then we just broke it off. Um, and we're still friends. I'm still oh, friends with Rosie. I'm still friends with Morgan. Um, oh, well. <laughs> Life happens, you know. Life, happens. Life honestly happens. And that's something that... You know, when pressure happens from the fans and they want to know exactly what is going on, it yeah. can be intimidating to talk about it. Um, and oh, speaking yeah. of, you know, being in front of the camera, what was that like for you to have Netflix and Northern Pictures follow oh, you around gosh. as you entered this world of dating? That was so weird. Like, <laughs> when the more, with, <laughs> with Morgan, everyone was staring at us at the opera house. And they were sitting at in front of us. And I was like, this is like a theater show. It's like a theater yes. show. And I was yes. like, I hated it. But with Rosie, <laughs> there was people filming us. And I hated it. it was, I hated it. But with Chloe, um, like, since we were in our private life, since it was like, you know, with nobody else, people just kept coming up to us. It's like, oh, we know you from the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Be like, I don't know how to respond to that the moment since you approached me in broad daylight. Tell me yeah! <laughs> I'm sorry, but people like, this is what I was saying to someone today. Um, Like, you know, that we're, you and I and everyone else who's on the show, we're like, People know us from the show, but they act like we're like we're from Taylor, like we're act like they're from we're Taylor Swift or Tina Fey, or you know that we're could we've been on Netflix. And then since people from Netflix, whether you're not that famous or not that successful or even more successful, because we're on Netflix, just the word yes. Netflix, yes. they act like we're Taylor Swift. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, I mean, absolutely. So, and no, everything changes within an instance because you get easily recognized. I mean, that hasn't happened to me as much because I'm just a supporting cast member, but it has happened in a few places. So I know I know what you mean. And in particular, with like having people just like film you, um, like having all the lights there and all that and the cameras, it's just like, whoa. It's, just, it's just like being in a cage zoo or something. This is I weird. I know. <laughs> it's so weird. 
Gerald, I'm sorry, but it's just like, hello, can we live our life? Like, just because it's the word Netflix. I'm sorry, but it's so true. Live our life. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just, uh, so weird. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Hey, we're more than able to be weird here. You know, this, you know, know. this is an unfiltered and unapologetic podcast, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> so season two of Love on the Spectrum was shot while COVID was still happening. Yes. As I understand, the lockdown in Australia was just lifted before you guys started shooting. Um, do you remember any of the precautions that you, the cast, and the crew took to make sure that filming was done safely? Yeah. All right, so this is what happened. I will tell you exactly. When uh, Morgan, when Morgan and I were filming, you know when I did the air bump? You know when I did the, like, the air hug and the, the yes. elbow? You know when I did that? That's when the high, high, high COVID was happening. Really? But you know when I hugged Rosie? That's when everything got lifted off. Remember? Wow. So I got so many comments saying, why does she hug Rosie but not hug Mor Morgan and all that? I had to tell everyone saying that the rules were different back then. When, because you know how you see my hair was getting longer and longer and longer in different films? Yes. If you notice that? Because I was filming different times. Um, we had yes. to film my scenes much longer and different times because I was having a flare up with my Crohn's and arthritis, which was not good. And you but, couldn't um, risk it. We couldn't risk it because I was very sick. But the thing is that with Morgan, we filmed it like for three months because it took three months because I was very sick. And then the next, after three months, we filmed Rosie. So three oh, months later, wow. we were filming Rosie. Um, and then the, it took that wow. long. So it took that long to film. That's like incredible. I, wow. Yeah. I honestly had no idea that it was that long of a gap. But it makes a lot of sense because the cases in Australia, I'm assuming, weren't that high. Yeah. Um, when I shot my episode with Danny, like we everything was beginning to open back up again and from what i remember was that we had to COVID test before we could shoot yeah. and from what i remember everyone had masks on the restaurant where really? danny and i shot the episode was entirely closed down yeah. um and, you know but it was done very safely because the crew did not want to get COVID, let alone you know, the cast don't want to get COVID as well. So I can completely remember and really understand where you're coming from because COVID made everything, you know, filming the show so unpredictable. Yeah, that's so true. I just want to ask, what has been your favorite part about shooting season two of Love on the oh, Spectrum? Oh my God, that's a very good question. I will say the Opera House. Um, actually, um, and the Carrington. Oh my God, I can't choose. Um, let me say, uh, sorry, I'm checking my phone. Um, let's say, um, I will say the nighttime at the opera bar because I had never seen the opera bar in the nighttime. I will never, I've never seen the opera bar in the wow. nighttime. You know when I was like, ah, with the moon? That was so beautiful. Um, because I was like, whoa, the lights and stuff. That was so beautiful. But I will also say, but also the Carrington on that nice sunny day, that was such a beautiful day. Also, 
you know, just meeting people too, um, like with Morgan and Rosie, um, they were both so lovely mm -hmm. to me on those days. I mean, just meeting friends and meeting the directors, the camera guys. I mean, all of it was so lovely. They were just, the, it was just a, a wonderful experience. Can I just say all of it? Pretty <laughs> much that works. It. That works. I love that it absolutely all. I works. I look at my photos and I just love it. Absolutely. Um, so as one of the main cast members, you're easily recognizable from the show. There's no question <laughs> about that. Um, what has been one of your fan, of your favorite, what has been one of your favorite fan reactions oh. or interactions? Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I know it's hard to choose, but I just hard. need one. <laughs> Let me see. My fan reactions. Well, actually, I think I know one. I think the theme is that when, um, you know how I call my um, fans Team Teo? Oh. You know? Oh. Um, well, I got this one when before um, I called my fans Team Teo. I had this tweet, uh, and they said, go Team Teo with the um, purple heart be like we love you Teo go team Teo I was like oh that's how I'm gonna call my fans team Teo oh. all because oh. of that person called my fans team Teo like that is that is the reason why I call my fans team Teo just because of that person on Twitter called my fans team Teo um, and they love that so mm -hmm. much and also my fans are so supportive to me I think another reason is that when I get so upset, they calm me down. I mean, Aww. they're just the best fans so much, and I just love them so much. I think um, also when I meet them outside in the outside in the world, they're like, "I love you, I love you, I love you." I don't know. They're the best. I love that. You know, that's how you know, and it's such an amazing thing to see all of the main cast members get easily recognized and just have those fan interactions and realizing, hey, you're making a difference in their lives. And I think that's really special. So tell me a little bit about your life right now and any up and coming projects. I understand you have a yes. very, very big project that you've been working so hard on. So tell us a little bit about that. All right. So my up and come well right now my life is doing nothing until <laughs> nothing really but um my life is um oh i'm sorry my life is um i have my book coming up my children's book and also um i just it's called dora's big idea um and also it's a children's book about my dog my dog is over there uh, but it's such a child it's such a sweet children's book other than that um she's such um it's so cute and the illustrators if you see on my instagram it's so lovely um the illustrator is called carly boyd and it's written by me um hey. and it's coming out in November it will be all around the world um, nice. if you go on the link but right now you can pre-order it and I will give you the link to pre-order it and it's such a cute book it's all about me and my dog but and I'll I'll tell you more in November and it's so, so sweet so love on the spectrum fans be prepared for November doors big pause big ideas coming I can't I love it. <laughs> Um, so you. Love on the Spectrum US, as you probably know, has not been renewed for season two. Um, <laughs> what are some tips or pieces of advice that you wish to offer to the new cast members of Love on the Spectrum US? 
Oh, that's a really good eye question. Um, I think the new cast members should just be open-minded, um, trust themselves, trust their dates. Um, one thing I really think they need to do, if they don't like what the dates do, um, believe in themselves if they don't feel like that's the... Okay, let me start over. Like, if they don't think the person is right for them, trust themselves to yes. think that. If they're not the right person, go away. Or if they don't have... Also, if they're very scared, go in the bathroom, call their mom and dad or their grandma or, like, anything. Call their person. Um, also, talk to Ken. Talk to the camera people. Trust themselves. Don't be scared. Be happy. Be loud. Laugh a lot. Just be excited. Just scream like I do and be loud. Be bubbly. And just have the best time. You're on Netflix. You're on anything. You're going to have the best time. I mean, just have fun and laugh. And hello, maybe even kiss or flowers or stuff like that. Coming from someone who's been through it before, I know what position you're in. Um, so my last question is, Teo, what would you like to say to your fans that we now know as Team Teo um, that have watched you on Love on the Spectrum and who have been supporting you from literally all parts of the world? Wow. <laughs> I want to say, <laughs> wow. I want to say I love you guys so much. I want to say thank you so much for supporting me. I want to say that you guys mean so much to me. I want to say thank you to Devin's fans for supporting me too. I want to say thank you to everyone. I just want to say I love you. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for watching me and everything. I just, I love you guys. <laughs> and there, there you have it. Um, well, listen, Teo, thank you so much again for taking the time out of this busy schedule. And thank you to all of you out there for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard on this episode and want to hear other episodes or stay tuned for future ones, um, be yeah. sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and you can also hear us on YouTube. Thank you so much again for listening to this episode. I am Devin Morrissey, and we'll see you here next time on Autistically Unapologetic. Thanks for listening to this episode of Autistically Unapologetic with Devin Morrissey. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, don't forget to rate and subscribe to stay tuned for future episodes. Again, thanks for listening.